0: it's crazy how diverse they are they're just playing with sounds and playing with like feelings and emotions and humanity and there's just so much to pull from and like learning note for note what they're doing is just can only make you better as a musician
1: will happen a podcast about the largest beatles music festival in the u.s abbey road on the river celebrating our 20th anniversary may 26th to 30th 2022 i'm melissa one of the organizers of the festival and i'll be talking about all things abbey road on the river held every memorial day weekend in jeffersonville indiana Whether you're new to Abbey Road on the River or you're a festival regular, if you love the Beatles as much as we do, you're in the right place. This is Something Will Happen. Something Will Happen. Let's get started. Joining me today is Ricky Valise of the band Valise at Abbey Road in the River. It was their first year in 2021. And this was a fun conversation because we talk about his band, Valise, and how he got to meet Paul three times and Dave Grohl once. And then we kind of take a tangent down into talking about the future of Beatles music and their legacy. And um, we just found out that we know one thing, that the Beatles are never gonna go out of style. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Ricky Valise so yeah thanks for joining me today on the podcast um and your band valise which i just found out that's how you pronounce it Mm -hmm. um so we had a couple new bands this year at abbey road and the river your band included Mm -hmm. and um since you are kind of a newer addition to our lineup and you're coming again this year and your first year was in 2021 um our customers are known for being like really big fans and like super interested in all of our Mm -hmm. bands and like we get some like really super fans with some of our bands um so since you're kind of new and i know you probably developed a couple of super fans this year but um i wanted to get a little background on you and your band in case people don't really know and i don't really know either so this will be great so um can you just start by telling our listeners a little bit about your band
0: yeah so it uh, started in 2018. Um, I put out an album just by myself called So the Story Goes. And uh, basically, so I got booked for a show but didn't have a band. So I was like, okay, I need to put together a band to be able to play this music. So we originally started playing as just, you know, Ricky Valise and the, and like Ricky Valise and Friends, Ricky Valise and the Police, or, you know, mm-hmm. tried all these different options. And eventually uh, we just decided to, shorten it to just Valise. So then I think that was like at the end of 2019 or something. So we just started playing a lot around Austin and then put out our first music in 2020. Um, And yeah, that's kind of how it all got started. I'm originally from Seattle. So I had had a band up in Washington, but I didn't have one yet in Austin. So that was the first time I kind of had been playing with people down here. And yeah, it's been great.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were from Austin originally, but you answered my question, you're from Seattle. So did you yeah. move to Austin to like, because it's this big music city with, you know, all the South by Southwest influence and.
0: Um, partially, yeah, that, that definitely influenced my decision, but I mainly came here to go to college. I went to okay. UT, University of Texas. And, um, but yeah, I, I wanted to be here because of the music scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always wanted to visit. I've never been, never been. It's one of those cities I want to get to though.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you can just walk down any of the streets and just just about every corner, there's some band playing. It's, it's really pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is cool. It sounds a lot like, um, like Nashville, which is another mm-hmm. big music city. Like Nashville. Mm-hmm. But um, how did you get into music? Like, were your parents musical or where did you kind of start?
0: Yeah, both my parents were, were fairly musical. My mom played the flute and my dad um, played bass in bands when he was younger cool um and they i started playing piano when i was three years old they like put me in piano lessons and i remember i would try to like (laughs) i would try to run away from the building like if my teacher wasn't looking for a second i would just like go in an all-out sprint out the building (laughs) because i didn't want (laughs) to be in the lessons but eventually got the hang of it um and yeah so i started been playing piano since i was very young and uh you know, my dad would always play the Beatles around the house. So I kind of just absorbed it like a sponge when I was a kid. Um, And yeah, and then up until I think when I was like 12 or something, I decided I wanted to pick up the bass and hop in some bands. And that was kind of how it all started for me.
1: Oh, that's cool. So in the in the band, you mainly play um, keyboards or piano or do you do bass? Or do you all kind of play guitar, guitar? Okay. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we we do switch around sometimes. Um, I think at the Abbey Road Fest, I played piano on a couple songs like Lady Madonna or something like that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, everyone in the band is pretty, uh, pretty musical, plays a few instruments. So we like to switch around if it doesn't take too long. Yeah. Like like, a big intermission or something.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, that's cool. That makes it fun. I like when bands kind of swap out people and, you know, you get to see what everyone can do.
0: Keeps it interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure um and when did you um start writing songs was that something you did growing up too
0: yeah i started i think in seventh or eighth grade i remember i was really obsessed with like tablature like physically writing out different notes and Mm -hmm. uh, i would always bring it to school in this big notebook and like try to look cool writing tabs out (laughs) until this girl i like make made fun of me for doing it and then i stopped doing it but oh you mean tabs (laughs) for like writing
1: like guitar solos out
0: yeah, or just, like, different riffs or things like that. Okay. It's yeah. like the strings are just across on a page, and you write numbers on them or something. Ah. It's, it's basically, like, sheet music, but for guitars. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
1: I play a little guitar, too, and I remember I haven't nice. seen a tab or, like, looked at that for a while, so that's a, <laughs> that's a term I haven't heard in a while. But, um, yep. yeah, I have learned a lot of different, like, um, not my Bonnie. Oh, I learned um "Till There Was You" on guitar by oh, from nice. a tab too. That was like awesome. one of the most complicated songs I ever learned because <laughs> <laughs> nice. it had like crazy chords in it. That yeah, probably aren't have, that crazy to crazy me now. Crazy
0: chords in their early songs. It's pretty wild.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, talking about the Beatles, obviously they kind of influenced your musical style and. Um, mm-hmm in your in your album super julie is that what how you call it sugar julie sugar julie right sorry <laughs> i meant the song super radiant i was reading that oh, yeah, as yeah, i yeah. was trying to say that um that song i was listening to this today and that song in particular really sounded like the beatles influenced this song
0: really um, nice
1: yeah because i like all the strings and all the it just mm-hmm. was really big and really cool um yeah, but you. and it seems like you and the whole band have kind of studied the Beatles very in-depthly since you did a few shows at Abbey on the River. like mm-hmm. Note for note, everyone was like, this band sounds like the actual Beatles. They sound like the album. It like blew everyone away. Um, right. And um, so yeah. since...
0: Yeah, go ahead. It's, uh, I feel like it's one of the best things for us, honestly. It really kind of sharpened us as a band because when you have to learn note for note, the greatest band that ever was it just kind of forces you to be better a little bit at your instruments um yeah yeah and, and it's tons of fun too but
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: we definitely I, I think i'm probably the more beatles uh obsessed person of the band um and i've kind of converted everyone else to be uh big fans of them but um yeah there's just so much to learn from them i mean in in every genre too i i i think it's it's crazy that like blackbird can be on the same album as helter skelter and on the same album as you know revolution nine and it's it's crazy how diverse they are and they're just playing with sounds and playing with like feelings and emotions and humanity and there's just so much to pull from and yeah. like learning note for note what they're doing is just can only make you better as a musician and that's kind of that's how i started too was just like learning different beatles songs on piano or guitar and to be doing that now at a higher level is is really awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So is this a a regular thing that you do? Like, have you ever played the Beatles that in depthly? Be- do you, is that part of your show, or do you normally play no. your original music? I assume and maybe some covers. How do you?
0: Yeah, because we're mainly uh, you know a, an original music band. We're trying to get our original music off the ground, and mm-hmm. um, I I've always wanted to sneak in a Beatles cover or two. But then once you play more than two Beatles songs in a set, it's like, are you you all a Beatles cover band or what? Right. So it it was so fun to finally have a chance to just play a full Beatles set um, and not feel bad about it. Uh, So,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) that is cool.
0: It's cool to meet other people that are kind of like minded and doing the same thing. And yeah, I really enjoyed the Abbey Road experience and definitely looking forward to it again.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's really interesting the way you got into the festival. Where you just like, I think you just messaged me on Instagram or messaged our Instagram account. Yeah, and then we were just like, "Okay, where's the song?" And we saw one of your <laughs> one of your covers of the Beatles, and we were like, Show "All right, these the guys are legit." Yeah, um, and you were like touring through anyway, so um,
0: yeah, that was very cool. Uh, we're, we're gonna be in Ohio, and we're gonna play in Chicago. And a friend of mine um, who comes to Abbey Road in the river every year mm. um, had posted about it on Facebook. And I was like, where is that? Actually, and I saw did they come from where... Austin. No, she's from um, California. Oh, OK. I think Hanford, California. Okay,
1: But so um, I was up. like,
0: hmm, I wonder if that lines up with our dates. And it kind of did and exactly on the path we were driving to. So mm-hmm. I was like, that'll be cool. And I'll, you know, finally get to <laughs> realize my ultimate goal of playing a full Beatles set. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, yeah. So since that was your first time coming to Abbey Road, um, I wanted to hear a little bit about your first experience. Like, what did you kind of expect before you got there? And then how did it turn out when you, like, saw the audience react to you?
0: Yeah, it was it was tons of fun. I mean, I really didn't know too much about it. Um, I was really surprised by how many stages there was and kind of how sprawling mm-hmm. the whole park was. and um just how much music was going on but uh i loved it it was kind of i felt like a like a kid in a candy store honestly with how many bands were playing all these songs that i loved i was like this is you know really cool place to be man Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was it it was also a little stressful because this was our first time playing all these beatles songs in a set And I was like, can we do this? Are we going to, are we going to mess up? We got all these like samples and stuff. I'm like, are those going to trigger right? Are we going to, did we leave our gear in Chicago? So there's like just the general kind of tour stresses of it, but, um, but yeah, once we started playing our first song on that stage, I was like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Yeah. it was a really great time.
1: That's great. Um, and I know that obviously you're the big big beatles fan in the group but how many times have you seen paul mccartney play
0: oh man um i think like seven or eight maybe really that many yeah that's great yeah i Ed. saw he was the first concert i ever saw in uh, mm-hmm. san francisco um because that was the closest show he was playing to us but um
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean There's nobody like him live. It's just, there's nobody like him. Yeah,
1: I'd say so. And you got to get on stage with him. How did that happen?
0: Yeah, I've been, (laughs) excuse me. I've been on stage with Paul three times. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Yeah, twice during sound checks and then one once during the actual show. Okay. Um, So the sound checks, those were in Seattle each time. Uh, And then when I got on stage with him during the show and sang with him, which is uh, I think probably the coolest time um, was most recently (laughs) in uh, Chicago. And so basically my friend and I, we went to Chicago and we had a big sign that we taped together. There was a pun on one of his recent songs at the time called Queenie Eye. And that song, if if you're familiar, is like Queenie Eye, Queenie Eye, who's got the ball? Uh, And so our sign said Queenie Eye, Queenie Eye, we've got the balls to play a song with you. Um, oh. so he just like re- yeah very cheeky mm-hmm. and he uh reads it from the stage he's like queenie i queenie i we've got the balls to play a song with you okay we'll get on up then so his <laughs> security comes and grabs us we're like this is a fever dream right this isn't actually happening right we go to the side behind him and we're just like watching him play through i think it was sergeant pepper's reprise and maybe I've, even i think yesterday I'll, I'll have to look up the set from that night but so then we just like get shuffled onto the stage with this sign and he's like, he reads it again. He's like, well, got the balls to play with me, huh? Well, I'm not gonna ask to see them. And like making all these jokes. <laughs> and then um, he's like, so what's your name? I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm Ricky. <laughs> and then my friend's like, oh, I'm Carson. And he's like, okay, so what is it you think you're gonna play? And uh, my friend was like, well, can I play drums? He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You could pretend you play the drums, but then we uh, sang with him basically. So we sang "Get Back" in front of like thirty thousand people. That's crazy.
1: um, He wouldn't let you touch any of the instruments. No,
0: no, he was (laughs) like, no. You could sing. Maybe if I maybe if I pushed a little more for guitar, I always think about that. But Mm -hmm. but you know you can't can't uh, can't complain in a situation like that.
1: Right. I mean, like standing mm-hmm. that close to just like talking to him is <laughs> kind of a dream. Yep. and then standing that close and singing because I've seen that picture that you have of someone must have mm-hmm. snapped just snapped a shot in the audience. Um,
0: yeah, there's there's video on YouTube if anyone's interested. And, okay, yeah, it's
1: that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah, that's totally like the ultimate Beatles
0: fan dream come true right there. Mm-hmm. yeah, just and he's proves- he's such a. Uh, such a nice guy like he really has every right to be kind of a jerk to people you know I think but he does the exact opposite he always puts you at ease and makes you feel like like I really felt like we had like a shared goal almost which was of you know entertaining the audience a little bit so it felt like this kind of fun banter um Mm -hmm. where he was like trying to make sure that we're comfortable not going to do anything stupid (laughs) yeah on stage (laughs) um yeah he's really a really cool guy
1: yeah i know it's, it's crazy that he's turning 80 this year too oh i know like he doesn't seem he, i don't know he's just like timeless you know mm-hmm. like i think i saw him for the first time in like 2002 and he seems like younger than he was then <laughs> like, yeah. i don't yeah. know he's
0: it's the vegetarian it's, lifestyle or something it, yeah it might be something <laughs> like that <laughs> Are you vegetarian? um so my the second time i got on stage with him um my sign said i'll go veg to sing with you or something like that so i he's like okay so you got to be vegetarian now it's like okay (laughs) so i was for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. and then uh then i quit but don't tell him that (laughs) he's paul's not worth it huh (laughs) it it was just tough because i was you know going to my dorm room buffets and stuff and they didn't really have any good vegetarian options and Mm -hmm. it could be tough if you don't have a you know a kitchen or
1: yeah that's very true you're just eating like grilled cheese all the time which yeah (laughs) isn't great either
0: yeah yeah but i hope to hope to retry it someday
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i'm sure in texas they are big meat eaters down there (laughs) they are i
1: don't know i'm making stereotypes
0: No, it's true. There's definitely a lot of barbecue and stuff. I think in Austin it's a little more easier to get vegetarian options, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. definitely in like Houston or Dallas, I would assume. Yeah, kind of hard.
1: That's cool. So wait wait the two times you got on stage during sound check, how did you get there early for the sound check? Was it like part of the ticket? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you just yeah, you had did. a sign during that time. Mm-hmm. okay. that's kind of cool. Yeah. That seems like more intimate, you know, to get on stage yeah. with Paul at that time but you're not in front of all the fans who are there
0: (laughs) yeah it it was and actually the first time was at uh safeco field in seattle and so i walk up these big steps behind my friend and there's a line of people on the right just like i guess you know special guests watching the show or the sound Mm -hmm. check and one of them uh i was like that guy looks a lot like dave grohl (laughs) and so i walked up to dave grohl and chris novicellich the bass player in nirvana I was like, wow, I think I just like said their names to them. I was in such shock. I was like, Dave Grohl, Chris Navaselich. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> very good. Um, and I like shook their hands and Chris was like, oh, so you're in a band? And I was like, yeah. And then I don't even remember like how the conversation ended. I just kind of like floated away or something <laughs> mm-hmm. and to go talk to Paul. But, but yeah, they oh, were just okay. like, <laughs> Yeah. Just, just to like go st-
1: talk to Paul <laughs> and go from Dave Grohl over to Paul McCartney.
0: I know it's pretty no big deal. I was in such a daze, honestly, but yeah, mm-hmm. they were just standing there behind the show. I was like, cause, it, cause they actually came on that show to play. Um, I think it was called cut me some slack it was a song they'd written with Paul that year, like 2013 oh, cool. or something. Mm-hmm. So they were there to play, but they were just standing along the side. There I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause, cause I grew up in Washington and, uh, actually grew up in olympia washington uh in a three-piece rock band so to us nirvana was like the greatest thing ever we're always playing mm-hmm. nirvana songs and like are doing different grunge stuff so to, so to meet them and paul on the same day was uh pretty legendary
1: yeah i'd say so that is amazing
0: but uh and i, I tell people it'll never get better so <laughs> i've lived my best days already Oh, come on, you got to reach higher. Talking about him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Someday you'll play with Dave Grohl. Yeah, hopefully. So, um, since you're one of, I'm going to switch gears here and kind of talk about the the Beatles influence and kind of how um, Valise and your band is one of the younger bands at our festival. I wanted to ask. Do you see any of your peers in music, like other bands or musicians um, around you having been influenced by the Beatles, like other young bands that are just trying to make it in Austin, um, do you see that influence all around you or is it kind of less than you would expect?
0: I think definitely, I think, um, I mean, just about everybody's influenced by the Beatles, whether they want to be or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it also, it comes in waves with the Beatles, like I think right now they're very popular because the Get Back documentary, um, sure, and kind of there's a lot of buzz around that. But then, <clears throat> you know, that that's just the thing when, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're around as long as the Beatles have been, um, there's there you just see waves in popularity where people are like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever, and then they're like, no, that's stupid, um, don't want to listen to that, and then other people are alternative and they're like, oh no, they're actually really good. So, mm-hmm. I think we're in a bit of a um a high right now with the Beatles so I, I feel like I see a lot of people um you know letting their influences more into their music but um I don't know it's it, that's a Austin is such like a big music town there's so many different kinds of bands that you know there's always going to be somebody that's influenced by them sure
1: yeah that makes sense I was just thinking about um how well having like younger Beatles tribute bands and people like younger bands being influenced by the Beatles. And now that it's like 60 years since the Beatles kind of mm-hmm. started. um, It's kind of like those bands are the arc to the future of like preserving the Beatles music yeah. and the Beatles name for like future generations. But I'm sure that's been said of like every tribute band for every decade after the Beatles broke up, <laughs> they're like, you're the future sure. of the Beatles. Like you got to keep it going. And now it's like, 60 like or you know 50 know. years since they broke up ish that now we're saying it again it just feels mm-hmm. like you know they're never going to go away they're never going to like not be popular
0: yeah i know it's it's i mean even their music is so fresh when you listen to it now it just sounds like it came out the other day like if you listen to revolver or something which came out what 60 years ago or something almost right going on 60 years ago mm-hmm. um yeah, it, it's, I, I agree. I think they'll never go out of style, really. They'll yeah. just be like, you know, there was Mozart and then there was the Beatles and then there was, you know, this and then there was Bob Nork and Blimblap. You know, when they look <laughs> back at it in a thousand years. Right. They'll, they'll always kind of be with us. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: true. When you think of like, yeah, someone like Mozart or the, you know, classical uh, composers. Mm -hmm. they haven't left i mean that's only been a couple hundred Mm -hmm. years but yeah yeah hopefully that's what the beatles will be in a in a few hundred years i just worry that they'll go out of style and you know i'm i'm one like a younger beatles fan also and i'm like no no no, they're gonna be around forever but then sometimes (laughs) i'm like well i don't know like you know the next i gotta get my nieces and nephews into the beatles so that they you know keep it going um but I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh,
0: no. they always seem to be in style at one point or another.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And there's so much to like about them too. Beyond their music, it's like their, their fashion, even there's so much that they influence in the fashion world or like, you know, haircuts and mm-hmm. just generally how to be, they just kind of influenced an entire generation in the sixties and feel like it kind of always comes back.
1: Yeah. Right especially with the get back documentary and like glenn's john's all his mm-hmm. style <laughs> yeah. everyone was like freaking out over it <laughs> and even oh, that a like fur
0: coat like that
1: <laughs> I know, or his sunglasses um, but even the um the quality of that of the get back documentary and just like the new technology that maybe will come out in the future i know i'm like mm-hmm. talking like we're in the jetsons or something. <laughs> <laughs> like hopefully like we'll be able to restore these things even more like yeah the get back documentary shows like how we can you know still take something old and make it new or better or yeah just better
0: mm-hmm. yeah it felt like it the same thing with listening to their music it felt like it had happened the other day mm-hmm. get back documentary it's pretty crazy yeah
1: no it is not
0: Next step, they'll have it in virtual reality. Right. Like a choose your own adventure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw, I was, I don't know where I was, like some music festival where there was a um, virtual reality and Paul McCartney was there. It was like you were in a room with Paul McCartney. And I can't remember like what, what it was through, if it was through like GarageBand or something. I don't know, but I haven't seen anything come of that. In a while or I think you could like be in his music videos and you could look around and you were like you know he sang Mull of Kintyre and you could look around and you were like you know in the beautiful landscape of uh wherever is that Ireland I don't know where that's based but
0: um that's crazy
1: yeah it was it was weird I wonder what happened with that I'll have to look that up Paul McCartney virtual reality games
0: the future is here (laughs) yeah all the kids are clamoring for it
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to bring that to Abbey Road some year. Virtual <laughs> reality concerts. That might be the future of, the concert, of concerts. I'm not sure. Mm. With people not wanting to leave their houses, like just bring them bring them in. Anyway, we're talking a about <laughs> virtual reality and Jetsons and the future and stuff. But anyway, talking about the future, I was going to ask, where do you see yourself in music with Valise in the future, in five or ten years. Well, um, do you have a vision?
0: <clears throat> I mean, we're working on music now. We're always kind of working on the next EP or album or single, whatever it is. Um, yeah, hopefully, in, in five years or now, I'll just have a larger body of work to look back on. Because um, <clears throat> right now we just have the one album, so I'd kind of like to have, you know, at least an album a year. Um, and just get some more content out there some more music videos stuff like that you know kind of just take it one project by project but then hopefully in some time I could look back on you know a good body of projects um beyond that you know I hope it does well
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. hope
0: we're still playing the festival yeah um, I hope the newest variant hasn't wiped us all out and we can <laughs> still exist and hope so. i'm very optimistic
1: (laughs) i think i hope we should be good there (laughs) um what is your songwriting process like do you write all the songs for Valise or do you kind of uh collaborate with anyone
0: um on the last album i wrote all but one um but i think on on our newest batch of songs we're kind of starting to be a little more co-collaborative with them and sort of letting everyone bring some songs to the table and we each contribute our parts to it, um, which is always kind of what i wanted it to be. I've always wanted to be part of a group, you know, I grew up idolizing the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, Zeppelin, which is just, you know, definitely a group where everyone contributed. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're kind of going more in that direction. But for me, um, it just kind of starts as usually like a voice memo I record on my phone, um, I just have, thousands and thousands of voice memos on my phone i'll just go back through and listen to and be like oh that's that sucks or oh that's not bad let me try to make something out of that um and it's it's either just like a riff idea or just a uh you know some piano chords or something but then um i'll just start and i'll make a demo out of it my computer add some drums or whatnot and um yeah it's it's kind of each song is kind of Forms a little bit differently, but it usually just kind of starts from an idea, and then you just build a demo around it. That's cool. And so like far, I just got yeah, like go a ahead. new uh, a synth. It's called a profit, and I've been lately just kind of going through a lot of demos and adding some crazy sounds and stuff, and just exploring with weird sounds. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, just like doodling around. Like but- yeah. Case in point and the get back documentary. That's all it needs. That's all you need to do to write a song. That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty
0: much the process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I play music, but I don't ever, I haven't really written a song. Um, During COVID, I guess I did (laughs) wrote a song with Gary called, yeah, it was, it was based on one of our, (laughs) one of the members of classic stone got stranded on a cruise ship he was working on a cruise ship and when COVID shut everything down he was mm-hmm. stuck on a cruise ship and um, Gary wrote this poem of like a man like lost at sea and then I wrote the, um, the music behind it I just started to like strum on a guitar and I was like oh, okay nice. it's like a sea shanty song and <laughs> we wrote it and then he like he like one who was on the um, on the cruise ship took it and made a music video out of it while he was on the cruise ship, it was like, oh, dang. yeah, he was stranded for like three months, I think. It was a long time. Jeez. Yeah. Is that, it was on, crazy.
0: Uh, is that on YouTube or? I
1: you... think so. Yeah. Yeah. I can send you the link, but it should be on our YouTube page or our Facebook yeah. page if you look through the videos. But yeah, it's funny. It's called that's The Ballad awesome. of Juan a, Jade.
0: That's a quick turnaround in production. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Well, I just like took a video of myself in my room like singing this song and then he took that just that audio and put it behind this goofy kind of video he made with himself like running around the cruise ship and that's awesome and he kind of added stuff to it because he's a musician so he had access to all the music rooms and practice rooms and stuff mm-hmm. that he was recording it was yeah it was very interesting
0: dang three months uh, at sea though that's uh that's crazy yeah,
1: yeah. I know, that is crazy.
0: I think that was a, like the 1700s or something, just a normal <laughs> journey from, from Europe.
1: Right, except you're like, it was just like he was moored in this harbor, you know, just sitting there. Dang. Just a mess, you know, as COVID was, mm-hmm. like when it started, still is. <laughs> <Yeah>. But anyway, <laughs> if, um, so bringing it back to, abbey road on the river i wanted to see what um people can kind of expect from your shows this year i know we've talked a little bit about what you're planning i it's still early mm-hmm. in the you know planning phase so it could change but um what things are you planning
0: well uh like you said so paul's turning 80 this year mm-hmm. so i kind of wanted to do a solo mccartney tribute so that's kind of the big show that we're planning is just all um solo paul mccartney songs from you know ram or his time with wings um yeah all throughout to his career today just anything post beatles um which has been fun to look at that music in depth um so that's our big show we're planning we're also planning on playing uh revolver from beginning to finish uh for beginning to end um which is my personal favorite beatles album so really looking mm-hmm. forward to that yeah. um and yeah that's kind of what we started on mm-hmm. um yeah, I think we're, uh, we're, we're we're toying with the idea of having like an orchestra or some a string section horn section that kind of thing, um, but it will be a good good time.
1: yeah for sure yeah i'm excited, especially for that Paul show that's gonna be great.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. To uh, where
1: can people follow you and find your music and where are you going to be in the next couple months of people, you know I don't know where people are listening so you know list out some of your shows and see if anyone hears them and goes to your show
0: yeah we're uh we're gonna be playing a lot in austin next couple of months so if you're in austin you definitely got plenty of opportunities to see us um on february 5th we're going up to dallas um if you're up there you can check us out um but as far as our music i mean we're on spotify mainly and apple music all those places um you can check out our music video on youtube if you want um but yeah Mainly, uh, mainly Spotify, Apple Music, and Austin, Texas.
1: Nice, great,
0: and on all the socials too. And oh yeah, Instagram is uh, Valise Band, um, Twitter, and all that stuff. I just started a TikTok, actually. Oh. I capitulated and decided to join the younger generation. But you can you can (laughs) check out our TikTok at Valise Band.
1: Nice. We just started yeah. a TikTok as well. So oh, really? I will we'll have to follow each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be yet, but um it's going to be pretty pretty cool. We'll figure yeah. it out together. I don't know. It does seem kind of like easy and complicated all at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's some kind of puzzle to the algorithm that yeah. needs figuring out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get it. You'll be a pro by May. <laughs> You'll be just on your phone like TikTok the whole time. <laughs> During your shows, you just do TikTok dances.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, cool. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. And we can't wait to see you in May. And we'll see you then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a good time.
1: I'm taking just a second to share something with you. If you're coming in from out of town, you have to book the Radisson. It's where all the biggest Beatles fans stay. It's the place with the late-night sing-alongs and parties. Plus, they have a pool, a bar, and a breakfast buffet for a small charge. It's the place to be if you're a huge Beatle fan to meet other people in the Beatles community. Go to AROTR.com, click Hotels, and give Emily a call to book your room today. Tell her you can't wait to come to Abbey Road on the River. Thanks for tuning in to Something Will Happen. Remember that Abbey Road on the River is happening May 26th to 30th, 2022 in Jeffersonville, Indiana. To start making your plans, head over to AROTR.com. There you can see the full lineup of bands that are coming, check out shows we're planning, book your hotels, and grab your tickets while you're there. Head over to AROTR.com slash podcast and enter your email to get $5 of Beetle Bucks to use at the festival for food, drinks, and our exclusive festival merchandise. For the most up-to-date information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll see you in May.
0: Something will happen.